With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, March 22nd. And yeah, we are in spring, ladies and gentlemen. So get your spring on. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is um, hope. Spring is a very hopeful time of year for so many. Um, and I hope that your lives are going okay. I hope that you guys are managing this strange sort of transition period. I think things are really going to be great by the time the summer rolls around. It's not We're not there yet, but I think the economy is coming back. I think the virus is tamping down. It's all It could be really good news. And I think a lot of people who are struggling are getting some checks. So all of this is great. This also means that you might have a little bit of time to breathe and to think. And maybe you've got a financial question you've been sitting on. Maybe it's been some time that you've been listening to us, but it's time for you to tell us what's on your mind. If that's the case, send us an email. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Or you can go to our website, which is jillonmoney.com. We've got a contact button right there. It's very easy. And you can maybe find some old shows or uh, maybe sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Mark does that every week and it is free. It's fantastic. All right. Remember that we are starting to bring more and more of you on the air. And if you would like to come on the air with us, all you need to do is let us know when you send us that financial question. That is what Tim did. He is on the line from Colorado. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the program. What can we do for you? Thanks for taking my call. I really enjoy this podcast. So I've just retired and I would like your thoughts on what should I consider in making Roth conversions Also, another question is, what are your thoughts on which accounts should I draw down from, like pre-tax and after-tax while I'm in retirement? Okay, great. Well, first of all, congratulations on retirement. How does that feel? Like, do you feel freedom? Do you feel scared? What's going on for you? Oh, it's awesome. I really like it. Really? How old are you, Tim? I'm 57. Oh, you're young. What are you going to do with yourself? You're going to live for 30 more years. I'm going to enjoy life, you know? Um, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, that's good. Are you uh, single? Are you partnered? What's up? My wife, she's 59 and she'll work for about three more years. 
Do you have kids? Um, yes, we have three kids. Are they launched? Two are launched and one is um, still in college and she's with us. Tell us about what's going on financially. What did you do for a living? I was a computer programmer. Oh, okay. That sounds like a good job to have had during these um, past, how shall we say, 35 years that you were actually working. So tell me about the money that you accumulated, where it is, and then let's talk about whether Roth conversions make sense to you, for you. So um, as far as accumulations, I have about 975000 in brokerage and cash. Now, the, the funny thing on that is it breaks down about, I have about 290000 in company stock, and it has a large long-term capital gain, like 220000 And we also have about just 550000 in brokerage, and that has little capital gains because I've been moving things around lately. Um, and we also have 135000 in cash. Okay, great. That's your taxable. What about non-taxable between you and your wife? About two point six million. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! What? That's amazing! Holy smokes! Fantastic! Congratulations! That's a serious accumulation. That's great. Always just been saving ever since I've been in my twenties. Luckily, it's just grown. And is that mostly in four hundred one ks? Um, it's a combination because I've switched jobs through my career. And so part of it is an IRS and my wife also has an IRA. Part of it is left over in a 401k from my last employer. Mm -hmm. And it's about 70% stock, 30% bonds. And we also have about 140 in Roths and that's all stock. What's the income now that you're retired? What's the income that's out there? My wife is still working. She may work for about three more years. It just kind of de depends on how her business goes. She makes about 40000 a year, and we spend about 135000 per year, and we don't have any debt. Any other income for, for you, pension income, or anything that you will be entitled to in the future? We're currently receiving about... Um, 1100 each month. And this has a COLA, so that's nice. And then in about eight years, I'll get about eight or 1000 a month. And that's a fixed. Oh, wow. That's great. Okay. So right now, you've got her 40. Let's say you've got about 50-ish coming in, 52. So where are you drawing the 80 or 90 grand that you need right now before Social Security kicks in? And that's one of the reasons why we called. Right now, I'm just drawing down from the brokerage. Part of the IRAs was inherited. One of them was like 100000 or so. So mm -hmm. we tap that. And I actually can tap the 401k because I'm over 55. But that's the big question is, is I think I'm in a sweet spot for possibly doing Roth conversions, or if nothing else, I can possibly pay some of my taxes from the IRAs, you know, at least up through the 12% the bracket. But that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, you're, you are in an interesting situation right now. So first of all, I don't know what company you, I'm not going to ask you what company you work for. I'm just going to assume it's for one of those kick-ass tech companies, right? And you've got this long-term capital gain. And so I think it would be really helpful for you while your income is low to sell that while you're in the 15% capital gains rate. I think that that's incredibly helpful for you from a, an allocation perspective, but also from a cash flow perspective. And that is money that I would definitely get off. I would get that risk off the table. I got to imagine that that money, you know, that $220,000 in gains, I know it, it's 
stinky to have that much. But I, I really think that while you are here in this place that, you know, you'd be wise and it sounds like you are taking some money, but that's the money you're going to tap first, the brokerage account to make up for the difference between your spending and your income. So there's two aspects of this. One is a capital gains and the other is the conversion. So I think that both of those are very good tax planning ideas. So I think you could convert. I don't want you to convert so much that you're burning up so much of your cash, right? But I do think if you could, converting as much of that, it looks like, uh, you know, the 2.6 million of those retirement accounts, the more you can convert from that, the better. The inherited IRA, when did you inherit that? Uh, Last year. So you're subject to the 10-year rule? Yes, I am. Okay. So that money's going to come out anyway, a little bit at a time. Don't forget to count that towards your income, right? My idea would be to try to stay in the 12%. And you know what? Even if you popped into 22, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It just wouldn't. But I do think if you can do this sweet spot in the planning around the 12% and the 15% long-term capital gains, I think that I, w- I would definitely do that. And you know, as you get older... So what you're going to have is, let's just think about this. Her income will go away, but then your what's your social security plan? Um, now, this is tentative. I think, you know, I'm going to evaluate it as I go. I was looking at drawing about 2200 per month at 62, and this is because of health reasons, oh. whereas my wife might draw 1500 a month at 70, but we're not sure. All right. You can monitor that. But again... Let's just use those numbers for a second. At some point, 65-ish, 62-ish, whatever it is, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have a good, you're basically going to have about, let's say, 40% of your spending needs covered, maybe 50%, depending on like how much you're really spending, right? And how much tax you have to pay. So let's say that you have to draw down some of the money from the inherited IRA and then from there, you're going to just back into how much money you could potentially convert and how much money you can actually access. So I just think those capital gains rates, I think they're going up and you're not going to have zero income. You're going to keep having income as you get older. So the more you can convert, you know, at a reason, certainly at 12%, the more you can convert, the better off you're going to be. It just, it stands to reason that for someone in your situation, you're going to be forced to take a lot of money out of these retirement accounts as you get older. And I think that a lot of that money is going to be taxed at a higher rate. I just think that rates are going to rise in the future. The The drawdown schedule would be you use your brokerage account. You got to definitely take those capital gains now so you don't have all that money at risk. You want to use the brokerage account you want to use that brokerage account to also pay the taxes due on the on the small incremental IRA conversions. There's just one last thing that I want to point out. You're going to be using the next tranche of money that comes out will be the IRAs and the 401ks. And last money is your Roth, which, you know, you hope you just leave it to your kids. Are you comfortable at 70-30 in terms of risk on the retirement accounts? Yes. And and one of the things was, is like, even at 30% bonds, that's like 10 years of, of living expenses and stuff. And I knew I have bond funds and I, they do go up and down, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't know if I, it should have been around five to seven years of, you know, cash and bonds versus so much in bonds. I think you're fine. It's really about your comfort level more than anything else. You have so much money. You're not going to run out of money. 
as you get older, it might feel a little bit like, oh, I'd like more consistency with this portfolio. I don't want it to move around so much. That could be. You know, I think the pension income is really going to be helpful. It's going to. So when you have streams of income, everyone else listening, if you're not as lucky as Tim, the thing that makes it very helpful and why people buy annuities, even though often they're very expensive, is that that stream of income is consistent and it can prevent you from doing dumb things with your other money. So I think that you're going to have a nice stream of income and that stream of income to me is going to really obviate the need for you to like start messing around too much with your portfolio allocation unless you're uncomfortable. You know, if you're uncomfortable with it, that's a different thing, right? But it doesn't sound like you're uncomfortable. So I think it sounds like a good plan. Do you have somebody who can help you with the process or do you feel comfortable just kind of working through the process of the conversion and capital gains? Um, the capital gains, I think I have a handle on. On the conversion process, that's why I've been doing a lot of reading and listening to you and things like that. Because that's one of the biggest things is that you, you had mentioned, you know, converting just a small part. Whereas I didn't know, should I convert all the way up to the top of the 22% tax bracket? Ah, yeah. I know. This is the problem. I don't know where tax rates are going. Where do we think tax rates are going? Do we think they're going to go up? I always thought that that 22% tax bracket is kind of a gift, the 22 and 24%. I think that I would probably do the 22% also because you have a lot of money and you've got the money to pay for the tax due on the conversion. For mo many people, they're not, this is like a really like an amazing story and you've saved so much money. You've done incredibly well. I think I'd rather know that I have a bunch of money where I've paid my tax that's due. And I think that can give you great peace of mind in the future. So I would go up to the 22%. Awesome. And just last question, you've done all your estate planning? Yes. Computer programmer, man. That's a very detailed-oriented thing. We can't thank you enough for joining us today. It's a great story. You've done an amazing job of saving. And as you said, so just out of curiosity, how much did you earn, you know, when you were retiring? It was about 170 um, bonuses. I just put that up because a lot of people hear these numbers like 2.6 million in retirement, it's, which is an amazing amount of money to have saved. And I think that what you're what I'm hearing from you, though, Tim, is that you just started really early and you diligently accumulated all of this money lived within your means. Is that fair to say? Oh, that's very much so. I mean, definitely. We were always pretty darn close to the max on you know what you could save and then also definitely living within our means. Yeah, I think that a lot of people hear these numbers and they're like freaked out. And then, you know, you hear the story behind it, which is, well, we just did what we had to do and we saved. So I know that you're grateful for what you have, but I'm also going to congratulate you for doing that hard work, living within your means. And we wish you the absolute best of luck. And if you need any help in the future, give us a holler. OK, great. Thank you. All right. If you, like Tim, need a little bit of help, a little guidance, questions about strategies for withdrawal rates, etc., just give us a holler. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on our website, if you're on the jillonmoney.com website, you can hit the contact button. So easy. As we like to remind everybody, every single day, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and try to do something nice for someone else today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.